Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day. Joined the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group but more like a fantasy football family what's happening guys happy saturday and welcome to the people's Propcast. it is your host memphis aka nick prop giorgio aka mr prop adopolis back at it again going into week 14 looking for some player props let's just take a couple of minutes and thank our sponsor my bookie you can head over to mybookie.ag, use the promo code DWZMemphis. If you're watching live on the Dynasty Warzone Twitter handle, you can see it on the bottom of the screen. You can head over there, use the promo code, and get hooked up with a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. It's a lot of dough. It's a lot of bets. If you are into this sort of thing, obviously you are. That's why you're here. So head over to mybookie.ag or... If you're listening to the podcast version, in the show notes is a hyperlink. And that hyperlink has a direct to the, the sign-up page over at MyBookie. So easy to use. Head on over there. Get dialed in. And get ready to take advantage of my props. The props have been on fire coming off of a 3-0 and week last week. Take just a couple of seconds to review what was going on last week. We had Jonathan Taylor over 52 and a half rushing yards. Now that was a little slow going, but once he got going in the second half, he looked great. I'm going to mention him again here in just a couple of minutes. We had Tyler Eifert. I couldn't believe I both bet and hit on a Tyler Eifert prop, but yet here we are. And he seems to be a favorite of Mike Glennon in this Jacksonville offense. I don't know how much longer that lasts, but I think it lasts for the rest of 2020, as long as the man continues to stay healthy. And then the final prop, the biggest one that I've bet all year, and I've had a couple of good ones. I had a Jared Goff one earlier in the season, a 10 times unit bet for me on this Baker Mayfield prop last week. That's how strong I felt about this matchup with Tennessee. Baker went over the 227 almost in the first half. I think he was like 217 in the first half, but it was... I don't want to say easy money because it's never easy. Never, ever, never, ever, 
Easy. But he got home, and it was a great win for me. So I'm going to jump into some more. First, I'm going to give you a handful that I like. Remember, these are just ones that I like. You can do with those what you will. I have not bet these. I don't know if I will or will not bet these. But I am certainly looking at them because my process, and I've actually changed my process just a little bit. There is a uh, spreadsheet that I use that has all of the metrics against quarterback, running back, tight end, etc. And I go through and I start looking, man, who are the good matchups? And then, then once I know the matchups that I would be looking to exploit, then I go to the player props. Now, again, all of these, unfortunately, are DraftKings player props, and most of them are 1 o'clock games. Uh, I will say DraftKings, and I think they're catching up to the rest of the betting world. Most of these sites are letting their props go on. Some of them start on Friday. Some of them really get going on Saturday. You know, the, the later games, the 4 o'clock games, didn't, didn't have a ton of props out yet. Most of these will be 1 o'clock, but I, I really, really like them. Let's talk about Kirk Cousins, man. The, the man's been on fire for the last six weeks, and his completions prop against Tampa Bay is 22.5. Now, Tampa Bay is a good defense. This game is in Tampa Bay, but it is at 1 o'clock, and that's when Kirk Cousins tends to play better as a quarterback. Uh, I think his playing outside of the 1 p.m. window is thing of both legend and lore. But that doesn't mean that I don't think that you can get down 22 and a half when you have Justin Jefferson, you have Adam Thielen, his back, uh, his running back uh, can can catch the ball. Obviously, with why am I drawing a blank on the running back? Dalvin Cook, hello, Dalvin Cook. This is going to be a game where they have to score. So for that reason, I like Kirk Cousins over 22 and a half completions. The other one, Mike Glennon, going right back to Mike Glennon and Tennessee now. His completion number is 23 and a half. Do get a little bit of a discount on the juice on the over. It's minus 106 on the over, minus 118 on the under. I like the over. I think this is a shootout. This game was a shootout last time. I believe the score was 33 to 30. And I think you'll, you'll see something very similar. This game is in Jacksonville. So weather not an issue in Nashville. And there, there's that running back that I couldn't remember in Minnesota. It's Dalvin Cook. He's got a receptions prop, over or under four and a half receptions. You get plus 120 on the over, and that's because four is like his magic number. I think he hit five one time this year. If I was to bet this, I would actually bet under, but I hate, this is why it's not one of my my big three, is because you have to lay a $1.48 to bet the under. Now, I, I think he probably lands in the neighborhood of three or four, but this is a very good defense, and I could see him being st- kept in the backfield pass block quite a bit. So for those reasons, I don't think I can bet that one. But just fascinating. That number has crept up. I won a bet on Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago. It was two and a half, and it was against the Bears, and it, it just it just made sense. But the juice was like a dollar ten at that time. I just I hate laying a uh, dollar forty eight, or I would be on that one. So let's get into the ones that I do like for the week. Let's get into Gronk. Let's stay in Tampa Bay against these Minnesota Vikings. And and let's talk Gronk. Now, he's got over or under 35.5 receiving yards. I like the over. Again, anytime we take the over, there is always going to be, there's always going to be the, the danger of injury. And Gronk's a little bit older. He's had back issues. 
obviously, but he's looked great as of late. Let's let's focus on his opponent for a second. Let's talk about the, the Minnesota Vikings and, and tight ends they've played. So in week two, they played the Colts. Mo Alley Cox had five for 111 yards. That's way more than 35, right? 111. Week three, Jonu Smith actually had an appearance. He had six for 61 in week three. Jordan Aikens had three for 46. And then Darren Fells had two for 21. I bring that one up just in case you're maybe a little concerned about Cameron Brait being involved. That one uh, does not does not really bother me. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst had four for 57 against the, against the Vikings. Robert Tanya. Now, in the first game of the year, no one really did anything from a tight end standpoint for the Packers. But in that, that game in uh, game seven against the Pack, Robert Tanyan had five for 79, and Jay Sternberger had three for 46. So two, two tight ends went over that 35 and a half. Week eight, TJ Hawkinson had 39. Week 10, Dalton Schultz had four for 25. And then in week 12, Tyler Eifert, we just, we just won money with him. He had six for 45. And then uh, O'Shaughnessy, he had 41. So nine different tight ends, and in two games, two tight ends exceeded this 35 uh, receiving yard number. 41 yards for Gronk in seven of his last 10 games. Minnesota gives up the ninth most passing yards, excuse me, receiving yards to the tight end position. And the big thing for Gronk is that as the season's gotten along, he's played more. On the season, he's actually played 78% of the offensive snaps in the uh, Tampa Bay games. So for those reasons, I like Gronk over 35 and a half receiving yards. It's lay a dollar twelve either way. A couple of really good ones coming up in the same game. So let's go to Chicago. Let's go to the Windy City. Let's talk rookie Cole Komet. Now, Cole Komet has started to come on a little bit. He was the Bears' second-round pick back in May. I like both his receiving yardage prop and his receptions prop. His receiving yards prop is 25 and a half yards. Lay a dollar twelve either way. And two and a half receptions. If you go over, you actually get plus money. So for every dollar you bet, you get a dollar twenty-five back. So this is plus one twenty-five. If you go under the two and a half, you lay a dollar fifty-five. This is when I found interesting. So since Chicago's week eleven bye and the return of Mitch Trubisky as the starting quarterback, Cole Komet has outsnapped Jimmy Graham. 108 snaps to 58 snaps. 10 targets and 6 receptions in those two games for 45 yards. And 37 of those were just last week. Houston, their opponent this week, has given up the 6th most yards to tight ends at 58 yards per game. And Houston has given up the 15th most receptions to tight ends at an average of 5 a game. So for those reasons, I like both of those. The one that I'm really on is the receiving yardage of 25. I think this is a sneaky high-scoring game. I think they're going to need additional weapons. Uh, Darnell Mooney has kind of disappeared a little bit. It feels like the Allen Robinson show in Chicago. And one, one other thing, from a dynasty standpoint, Cole Komet is a, is a top buy. I don't know that Matt Nagy will be the head coach next year. But I like what this young man has shown. And remember, the, the Matt Nagy offense is supposed to be a derivative of the Andy Reid offense, which features pretty heavily you know, Travis Kelsey. So I'm not saying it's a one-for-one one comparison. But in, in a world where tight ends for Dynasty are really hard to come by, you could do worse than trying to get this kid before he blows up. 
I like the draft capital behind him. I like the athlete that he is. He's a big target, two, uh, 241, six foot five. So from that standpoint, from a dynasty standpoint, don't be afraid to uh, start kicking tires on Cole Komet. And then finally, my last bet, my most confident bet of the week is Deshaun Watson over 27 and a half rushing yards, lay a dollar 12 either way. Now, I actually tweeted this out a couple of days ago. I was anticipating this. Now, I stumbled across this as I was doing research for something else, but I got to look at in 29 career indoor games. So when he plays in a dome, which that's what he plays in in Houston is a dome, he's averaged five rushing attempts and 29.3 rushing yards per game. Now, when he plays outside, which is where he will be playing tomorrow at Soldier Field, in 21 outdoor games, he's averaged six rushing attempts for 34 and a half yards a game. So he averages one more rush attempt per game and averages five more rushing yards per game when he's outdoors. Now, add into the fact that David Johnson will miss the game. That leaves mostly Duke Johnson and him. And I, I think this is a game where he's going to need to run a little bit. And since Bill O'Brien got fired in week four, in the eight games since, here are his rushing totals for Mr. Watson. 25, 26, 38, 50, 36, 36, 24, 38. He exceeded that five of the last eight games in the other three. He's been right in the neighborhood. My only fear is that, you know, maybe he has like 30, 31, 32 yards, and then they win the game and he's kneeling it out or maybe injury. But outside of that, I, I think this one's pretty good. And I went and looked at some comparable quarterbacks who are mobile, not necessarily the Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen type, but just quarterbacks who can move a little bit. You know, I threw out the Brady's, the Rivers, the Matt Ryan's, the Jerry Goff's, etc., And I, I found a couple of things. Even Matt Stafford in their first meeting had 23 yards rushing. Daniel Jones had three rushes for 21 yards. Teddy Bridgewater more recently had eight for 48. And Tyson Hill had five for 35. I think Deshaun's legs are going to be part of the offensive game plan against the Bears. And for that reason, I love, not as much as I love the Baker, not as much as I love the Baker prop over 227 last week, but I love, absolutely love this bet. And on a side note, Shame on, shame on Matt Nagy. Why are you not rushing Mitch Trubisky more? In all of his starts, which he's obviously not started the whole season, there was some Nick Foles in there, Mitch Trubisky has rushed the ball 15 times for 105 rushing yards. Conversely, they've given Corderell Patterson 53 rushes for 185 yards. It feels like it would be a whole lot more efficient to try to do some designed runs with Mitch Trubisky. I just think this Matt Nagy is in over his skis. I think he got some of that I know Andy Reid love. And I do not like this man as a head coach. But hey, that's not what we cover here on the People's PropCast. I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining me. Make sure you stick around. Uh, when I get done here, you're going to get the flex cast with my man, Matty Big Chest. And on behalf of Matty, I am Memphis. And here at the People's PropCast, we'll tell you money won is twice as sweet as money earned. We'll be back here next Saturday with three more props for your week 15. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. You had to put it all on the line for some Vegas pipe dream? Hey, I took a risk. I took a risk. You, you see all the angles. You never have the fucking stones to play one. Stones? You're a little punk. 
I'm not playing for the thrill of fucking victory here. I don't rent alimony, child support. I play for money. My kids eat. Welcome to Coffee Talk with your host. Hey, Maddie, Maddie, you've been looking so fine. I'm the man. Let's talk about it. I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad. Let's talk about it. You know what? I'm going to fucking knock you out. You know, I am done talking. All I just need is some a buddy to show up. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. Um, you were you were an amazing uh, trash talker in your day and, and still are to this day. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> you talking to me? You talking to me? Well, who the hell else are you talking to? Talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? All right. Well, our videos aren't loading, so here we are. We're live. <laughs> it's the playoffs. Playoffs? We're doing our flex caps for your playoffs. We're hoping to, to make sure that you guys are able to squeak through week 14 if you didn't get a buy. Um, I know that I don't have any buys this year um, because there's just so many good teams and my team's just banged up with injuries. I have so much Kenny Galladay, so much DJ Moore, who was inconsistent at the start of the year. It's just the story of my team. They just never are able to perform at the same time, and it just hurts. How about you, Dr. Kyle? Yeah, not a lot of playoffs for me this year. Zero buys. Lots of, lots of good buys. Uh, see you later. Not making the playoffs. One that really hurts is the uh, – the big boy $10,000 league. We, um, we we're like fourth in points and we missed the playoffs by one. We, we, we came in seventh. Yeah. And we just started gotten, we just started humming like Deandre Swift, JK Dobbins would have probably carried us through Stafford and Watson just started humming Kelsey. I mean, it's a 10 team league. And if there's ever a hack in 10 team leagues is to grab that, that elite tight end as soon as you can, because it's such a positional advantage. Um, yeah, we uh, ugh, we just missed the playoffs. That was one week, you know, Galladay's been injured, Swift's been injured, Ridley's been injured, um, C.D. CD Lamb lost Dak. Like, that was just one where we couldn't uh, couldn't figure it out. And it was crazy as our first pick, and that one was Barkley. Oh, man. So we lost Barkley for the season and still managed to uh, – Almost put up something, some reasonable, but you know it is what it is. We'll 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 get it. We'll get back out there next week, next year. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some sponsors really quickly. Uh, we're brought to you today by Viridian Global. If you want to look the best and be the best in your fantasy football leagues, yeah. go to Viridian Global and use the code MBC twenty twenty on their Viridian Wear to get ten percent off your first purchase. It's a really good deal. They got some great shirts, man. I only wear the Viridian shirts now. How comfy they are. Legit, like I only wear the Viridian Wear shirts. So, I mean, I designed this one, so I love it. But uh, I love Hawkinson. Go get yourself a Hawkamania shirt at the DWZ collection um, that you can't use the discount code on it. But, you know, it's a great shirt. Um, And speaking about that, some great products. HyperX is now affiliated with the Dynasty Warzone. So if you see the code below, type that into your web browser and go get yourself some Christmas presents on us. Uh, We need you guys to help support our podcast so anything hyperx purchases from this link will help our podcast grow so thank you guys so much for supporting our podcast and being there for us during these times um and uh i hope you guys have 
your Christmas shopping done. I just did mine yesterday. How about you, Dr. Kyle? I'm so bad. I got the, I got the important ones done. I got the wife done. Mm-hmm. That's, that I'll is f- really the important one. <laughs> I'll figure out the rest. Uh, eh, maybe today. Yeah. You know, I got my little brother a, uh, a cookbook for Christmas. He's, he's an engineering student. He's very good at chemistry. So I figured let's get him a Gordon Ramsay cookbook so he can make some nice things. Um, nice. I'm excited. For you. For one. Yeah. So let's, let's move on to our flexes because we're here to spread the holiday spirit. We're here to help you guys win your playoff games. And who's going to help you win your playoff games the most? It's going to be Ryan Tannehill. He's playing at Jacksonville. You know, the opponents versus the QB, they're 30th versus quarterbacks. Um, so he's going to be projected around 24 to 25 fantasy points. And I have him around five to seven in the quarterback rankings this week. Um, he should turn a good game. What do you think about Ryan Tannehill at Jacksonville? Do you think that's a good call? Do you think he's going to be a top five quarterback or a top 10? I like it. You know, we know he can uh, he can scramble when he needs to. This Jacksonville team's gotten scrappier as the year's gone on. They got some fight in them. Uh, you know, one concern might be that A.J. Brown has not practiced two days in a row, um, but Corey Davis has been serviceable. You know, I'm sure they'll lean on Derrick Henry a bit, but the Jaguars' offense is putting up points, so this projects to probably be maybe a little bit more of a shootout than we would have expected, uh, you know, earlier in the season when, when Jake Lutton, was doing nothing. The gluttony of Jay Lutton. Um, let's move on to my next one because, you know, I don't have uh, the Glennon, the giraffe, Mr. Glennon, as a start this week, but I do have another backup quarterback as a start this week, and that's Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill at Philadelphia, the opponents versus quarterback. They're 13th versus quarterbacks. But you know mm. what Taysom Hill does? He rushes the ball. So he's going to get you fantasy points. He's yeah. averaging about, you know, he's averaging about nine point four fantasy points per game. But that's not since he's been starting. That's just over the year. So that just shows how well he's done to in- increase his points per game. So I think he's ex- expected to get at least one more start in place of Drew Brees. So get your time in with Taysom Hill now before Drew Brees comes back. So Drew like- Brees will be back in next week. I like that one a lot because Taysom Hill's passing stat line could be like. 10 for 18, 120 yards, and a touchdown or not. And he's still probably going to finish in the top 10 because his his floor is probably, you know, 75 rushing yards and a touchdown there. Yeah. And, you know, Tom Brady, Tom Brady is another bat, I mean, another starting quarterback that I have as a, uh, a start this week. They're playing Minnesota, who's at uh, – they're middle of the pack against the quarterback. They're about 18 in a, mm-hmm. versus quarterbacks per game. And, you know, Brady's 43 years old, and he did not look good. But you know what they just had? A bye. A bye. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. He needed a week to recharge, you know. So let him, let him, For get, sure. uh, let him get about 23 fantasy points, you know, because that's what he's been averaging in the three of his past five games coming off of a bye. Um, so let's go get Tom Brady. Let's go get that 23 fantasy point game from Tom Brady, and let's call it a game. I like uh, it. Brady's a good start this week. I'm starting him in a lot of playoff matchups. I need him. And another quarterback that I'm starting in quite a few fantasy playoffs who was awful in week 13, just God awful, Justin Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm relying on him. He's playing versus Atlanta at home. And you know what Atlanta is? Dead last. A sieve. A sieve on defense. Yeah, Memphis yeah. and I definitely talked about this one. <laughs> 
Sif, Sif, Sif. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. Um, my, that's a Michigan hockey chant for you. My, uh, I know. I know. I know a little bit of hockey. I know. So uh, let's go on to my my next, my final quarterback start of the week. Ben Roethlisberger at Buffalo. Big they're Benny. 20, yeah, they're 23rd versus quarterbacks. Did you know that? I knew they've been in some shootouts this year. Buffalo's defense is not very good this year. No. They have so, gotten healthier over the past few weeks, but I still expect Ben to slice and dice through that secondary. Yeah. So, you know, they might not, They might want to put some uh, some stick on their wide receivers' gloves because of all those drops they had in Week 13. Um, Deontay Johnson had quite a few drops. Chase Claypool, I believe, had a drop. But um, they're going to have a good Week 14. Look for them to bounce back. They've lost the game versus the Washington football team, so you know they're going to be motivated. Big Ben's going to be pissed. He's going to come out with a vengeance and just spits a fire, man. I like it. I also think I heard on one of the pods I listened to this week that the uh, the no fans has been very advantageous for veteran quarterbacks on the road um, it, because they're the the veteran quarterbacks are the ones that like, it's Big Ben, Brady, Rivers, very quick at reading defenses. So without the crowd noise, they can take a, a quick peek, see what's going on, and audible without any interruption from the crowd. So I also like that. I, I think. I think away teams have been better than home teams this year today. I got to find that for sure because that's um, that's big. Uh, I think yeah, I like it. I like Ben this week. Yeah, the last I saw was it was like forty percent to sixty percent for home team versus away team. So it was like sixty percent of the time the away team was winning. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But you want to talk about Philip Rivers as a uh, sleeper pick? I absolutely do. My man Phil has got at least two touchdowns in his last three games. He's thrown for. 288, 295, and 285. Like, those are big. Oh, hey, Memphis, if you're listening, let's look at uh, what what, what Philip Rivers' props are. I know. <laughs> what his what his props are this week for uh, passing yards. Um, but, yeah, he's going up against this Las Vegas Raiders defense that just gave up 28 points to the Jets. Um, they've basically been able to generate zero pressure. We saw T.Y. Hilton come out of the woodworks, as he always does against Houston last week. Um you know, they've got Pittman, they've got Taylor and Naheem Hines out of the backfield. They got three serviceable tight ends. I just, you know, Phillip Rivers, he can just stand tall in that pocket without any pressure and chuck it all over the field. Um, so if you're, if you're desperate folks, if it's, you know, maybe, maybe in a two team league, I don't know what the Colts, if you're a two team dynasty league, I don't know what the Colts schedules the rest of the year, but maybe it's worth throwing a second or a third and see if he can grab Rivers, because I, I doubt he's got anything left in the tank after this year. Um, I imagine the Colts will move on. Despite Phillip Rivers playing through a toe injury, he's had at least 35 passes in five games in a row, so you know he's going to get that production. He's scored at least 21 fantasy points in three games in a row, and he's got a great matchup against the 21st-ranked defense against quarterbacks. He's going to be projected around 20 to 22 points this week. Expect him to be around quarterback 14 to quarterback 15 against this Las Vegas Defense, he's going to be serviceable for you in a quarterback two spot. Um, another serviceable quarterback two, if you have like a Patrick Mahomes, is, a, is Derek Carr versus Indianapolis. This is this is a little this is a little tricky. This is a little sleeper. This is a sleeper pick for a reason. All right, tough. It should be tough for the Raiders to run the Colts defense. So you know, Carr has been good this game when this he's been very good this season when he's attempting at least thirty-one pass attempts. Um, and you know he's gotten. 22 
fantasy points in the six of the eight games that he's attempted 22 pan, uh, 31 passes. Sorry, I haven't had my coffee yet this morning. Greeny stats is a little Come hard. on, priorities, Matt. You know, the and the past four quarterbacks with at least 31 pass attempts against Indianapolis, this might be a little cherry pick stat for you. They all are. What they all are. Nar- there's their narratives with numbers. Yes, exactly. Narrative with numbers. You choose your choose your own adventure. Choose your own stat. Choose your own narrative. It's all the same. Exactly. So the past four quarterbacks with at least 31 pass attempts against Indianapolis have all have at least 311 yards passing. So you know, two of them have scored at least three touchdowns. So let's see Derek Carr. Let's see Derek Carr air it out. Let's see him have a good game against Indianapolis, and then we'll say. Maddie Big Chest sent you from the flex cast to play Derek Carr. Memphis will be on board. That's his big bet is the over in this game. I like it too. My sit of the week for quarterback is Kirk Cousins at Tampa Bay. Smart. Uh, Cousins is more of a bust alert than a must-start uh, quarterback. You know, he's been great the past five games. He scored at least 21 fantasy points in each game over that span. But four of those games were at home. And he's at Tampa Bay. You know where he doesn't do well? Outside where? Zone. Yeah, I was going to say. He has – I read an article on Kirk Cousins last year. He has their scheduled regimen where he does 10-minute calendars. So he has every 10 minutes of his life planned out. Did you know that? Even, even his interceptions? Yep, even his interception. <laughs> no, but uh, before – like besides the games, obviously. But like – at home, he has a ten-minute calendar. That's that is a control freak to me. That is that is ridiculous. I would not be starting Kyler Murray this week. Uh, I like that as a set as well. I'm still starting him because I have to in superflex leagues. But if you're in a one quarterback league and you can pivot from Kyler Murray against at New York Giants, which is a fifth-ranked uh, defense against quarterbacks, who would have thought New York Giants would be this good on defense this year? They, not me. I mean, they. I watched that game against Seattle last week, and man, did they contain the shit out of Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, small mobile quarterback. It's, I imagine they'll run a similar similar game plan. Yeah, and, and know, it's at home. the The Cardinals are going to be traveling. What is that? A couple thousand miles across the country for a one o'clock game on Sunday. And it's probably going to be cold or rainy. I know. You know, being a New Yorker, I know. I'm, I think we're do some rain this weekend. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So uh, look for Kyler Murray to have just a decent game. He's averaged 29.3 fantasy points per game. Expect him to have under that. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say don't start him. I'm just going to say he could bust. Hedge your expectations. Yes. And, you know, we're going to move on to the running back position because we're about 15 minutes in now. We're going to move on because we talked about quarterback. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) talked about quarterback for a while. Um, My starts of the week at – these are flex starts of the week at running back position. Miles Gaskin versus Kansas City. Kansas City is 19th versus running backs. So, you know what Miles Gaskin has done? He's gotten about, like, 20 to 23 touches per game since he's been in. And, you know, they eased him back in with 23 total touches from his injury. That's that's definitely easy going back in, right? No, mm-hmm. they, they threw him right into the fire and said, you're starting running back, let's go. So, uh, you know, those sirens were just telling me Miles Gaskin is a must-start. <laughs> Damn, you can hear those? Um, I can barely hear them. Just a little bit. Uh, what do you think about Miles Gaskin this week? Love it. Start him. Collect your money and move on. And then my next one, Ronald Jones versus Minnesota. This is a little bit of a risky call. 
This is like a ball blast call right here. They love Ronald Jones. Yeah. Red ball blast. I'll tell you that for some reason. Um, Ronald Jones versus Minnesota opponents versus the running back against Minnesota. They're 15th versus running backs. Um, and uh, I think Ronald Jones is 17th, I believe, in fantasy points per game for the running back position. So he's a good RB2. He's a good flex play this week. He scored at least 16 point PPR points in two of his past three outings. He should have a chance to have a big game here. And, you know, with Tom Brady being a start this week, I think Ronald Jones would also be a start this week. I like it. Go, Rojo. Yeah, go, Rojo. And my next one, who's also a very flex player, who I just traded for in a fantasy playoffs matchup, Wayne Gallman. Willie Wayne Gallman. You know, I expected Gallman to struggle with Cole McCoy under center, but I was wrong. I was so wrong. Gallman was awesome with his best rushing performance of his career, gaining 135 yards on 16 carries. You know, I didn't like that he had that catch from uh, Alfred Morris that stole uh, hmm. touchdowns. But, you know, it's hard to argue what Gallman has done in replacement of Freeman. Well, and Joe Judge, um, so Joe Jason Garrett brought in Mark Colombo as their offensive line coach. And Joe Judge, being the, the head coach, um, wanted things to change on the offensive line a few weeks ago. And so he brought in uh, a consultant, and Mark Colombo didn't like it. They had some words, and Joe said, Joe Judge said, peace, get the hell out of here. And I think we've seen a significant upgrade in the Giants' ability to run. So as a Saquon Barkley owner in uh, a hefty dynasty league, I am very excited to try him out next year. Yeah. And uh... – you know who's allowed a lot of rushing touchdowns in their past three games? Who? The Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> They've allowed five rushing touchdowns in their past three games. Wayne Gallman could have a pretty game this week. Oh, and he gets the touch. He gets the red zone touches. I so in my when one one of my leagues where <clears throat> I'm I'm not tanking because I don't have my own first round pick, so I'm just not doing well. It's a it's a rebuild. Um, I picked up Wayne Gallman probably like. Week seven or eight, and every week group chat. Wow, Wayne Gallman touchdown from the two yard line, and all of a sudden I was like, every week I was like, man, Gallman. It finally got somebody to bite. I hope everybody else is pissed. And you know, now I got to root for the guy who got Wayne Gallman to win, just because he's my guy. And somebody else was willing. I couldn't get, I could barely get a third round pick for him. Like these guys, and this is this is a seven hundred and fifty dollar buy in. And like with 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 where running back injuries and and missed time is right now, I, I thought for sure I'd, a third would be an easy one. Me, I was trying to tr- move Gallman in a third to move up to a second, but I digress. Gallman's been great. I had somebody trying to trade me Miles Gaskin for a second. I'm not going to name drop him, but I told him to f off, get out of here. I'm going to go get JD McKissick, who's my next start of the week. That's my guy. He's in my DFS lineup. This guy's going to get about a million targets a game. Yep. Uh, Antonio Gibson out. You know, he's playing at San Francisco, who's really good against the run. Robert Sala is going to probably try to game plan him out of the game. But Alex Smith is not going to let that happen because Alex Smith loves to throw to running backs. Mm-hmm. And Kissick is not only used as a running back, he's used as a wide receiver in that, that offense with Peyton Barber, who's probably going to be under, under the I formation with J.D. McKissick lined up in the slot. Um, they do a lot of trickery. And, uh, you know, J.D. McKissick is a really good play this week. I traded a third for him at the start of the playoffs uh, mm-hmm. just to make sure because I had, I have so much Antonio Gibson in the leagues where I don't have J.D. McKissick. I had to trade for him because Antonio Gibson's done for the year with turf toe. 
He's yeah, I would, for the year. I can't imagine he plays again. Yeah, so my sleeper pick this week at running back is Ty Johnson at Seattle. Uh, Seattle's 23rd versus running backs, which is surprising because their defense is usually supposed to be pretty good. And Ty Johnson was a star against the Raiders when Frank Gore left with a concussion. He had 22 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown, along with two catches for 13 yards on two targets. Love it. He won't be that good against Seattle, but the Seahawks have allowed a whopping 10 total touchdowns to running backs in the past six games. Crazy. It's just insane to me that the, the Seattle defense has slipped that much. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, do you have any starts of the week for running backs? McKissick was mine. Okay. So I, love, I like that one a lot. Do you have any sits at running back? Uh, no. Uh, specifically an Eagles player. <laughs> oh, God. Don't even remind me because I had him in. That. You want to know why I didn't make the playoffs in many leagues this year? Because I had Miles Sanders fucking everywhere. And uh, that, that sucks because Miles Sanders is my sit of the week. Yeah. Playing against. The first ranked defense. Against Saints defense is so good, and now with Taysom Hill as their quarterback, they play at like an even slower game pace. Um, man, I'm probably going to get in on the under in that game at some point. You know what's funny is I read somewhere this off season, I think it was Reddit, that Sean Payton was actually sending John Harbaugh plays for Lamar Jackson because he was bored and he just wanted to draw some plays up because he loves dual threat quarterbacks. <laughs> if that's true, that's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, Sean Payton is a genius. He's a, he's the best coach in the NFC. There's not much you can say about it. He's He's got to be the best coach maybe in the NFL right now. He's, he's so oh, I agree. He's going to win for the year for sure, I think. I really um, hope so. And then my next sit of the, the week, Zach Moss versus, versus Pittsburgh. And this is kind of trendy because – Similar to Miles Sanders, he's playing the second-ranked defense against running backs. So good luck to Zach Moss against Pittsburgh. I'd like to avoid both Zach Moss and Devin Singletary if possible. Um, You know, he fumbled in exchange with Josh Allen in Week 13, so he was limited to only three carries because of the fumble. Um, Don't expect much from Zach Moss, but, you know, he could easily come out and be like, hey, here I am. I'm going to score two touchdowns in the red zone. And he carries because I'm Zach Moss. <laughs> uh, and do you want to talk about the bust alert of the week that I t- told you about earlier? Who was it? It's Raheem. Oh, right. Must sit. Raheem, 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 Raheem most sit. Not most start. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. I, you know, I plan on starting Raheem Mostert as a low-end running back, too, this week in non-PPR leagues. But in a PPR league, I'd be concerned. Yeah. Uh, the Washington run defense is so good. They have not allowed a running back to score on the ground in four games in a row. Washington has only allowed just one rushing touchdown to a running back since week five. Since week five. Yeah. And in week 13 against Buffalo, Mostert played less snaps than Jeff Wilson. Is that injury load management? We don't know. But I'm still hopeful it's Mostert. It's not trustable is what it is. Yeah. I'm still hoping that Mostert will be the lead running back for the 49ers, but it's really hard to start him with any confidence this week. Uh, the Washington Redskins, the Washington football team slipped up again. It's a little early. I'm sorry. They're third against running backs. Um, and, you know, Mostert is 21st in the running back ranks, and that's he was hurt. 
So the fact that he's still 21st in points per game, that's pretty good. Damn good. Yeah, do you want to move on to our wide receivers? Yeah, let's go. You want to talk about Robbie Anderson? Well, do I want to talk about Yeah, because nobody else in that team is going to be healthy. Everybody, everybody else got COVID or close to COVID or is Christian McCaffrey. How did Robbie Anderson not get close to the other wide receivers? They just- I don't know. Maybe he's just one of these guys who's actually taking things seriously and is like, I'm not going to go party on the weekend or I'm going to wear my mask when I'm supposed to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. Yeah, so but, um, the, they're playing the Broncos this week, and the Broncos had not a lot of a receiver to score in the past two games against New Orleans and the city. But you know what? what? That's deceiving because Tyreek Hill could have had two touchdowns against Denver. Yeah, team. one of those if they just challenged, right? The other one is called back by a penalty. Yep. Questionable penalty, I think. What do you say? They The Denver defense just lost A.J. Bouye. Booyah. Booyah for Robbie Anderson, I'll tell you that. Um, so Robbie Anderson's a good start this week. Another start this week, Dion Bay Johnson. At Dion Bay. You know, the only fear with Johnson is that Mike Tomlin could be getting mad at him if he drops the ball again against the uh, against the Bills. But, you know, it'd be surprised to see him benched because he's Ben Roethlisberger's go-to receiver with at least 10 targets in five games in a row. That's crazy. Yeah. He scored at least 12 PPR points in each game over that span. I'm so mad I don't have him anywhere. I don't have him anywhere either. You know? I had him last year. Last year last year at the trade deadline when I was a non-contender, I was desperate to move Gurley, which proved to be the right move. And I traded Gurley and Deontay Johnson for Keenan Allen. That's not a bad trade still, Keenan Allen. No, no. Because um, no, Gurley, I think, is irrelevant moving forward from this point. So it's... And I wasn't going to be a contender this year. So it's really Keenan versus Deontay. And definitely for the next – I mean, Keenan Keenan could be a top-10 wide receiver for the next two, three years still. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the 49ers, going back to Deontay Johnson, the 49ers just had two receivers score at least 13 PPR points against Buffalo in Week 13. So I could expect Johnson to be fine in a potential shootout this week against Buffalo. It's at Buffalo. Yeah. The wins are going to be kind of high. But yeah. They're going to be throwing the ball because the Pittsburgh Steelers have not been running the ball well recently, and neither have Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So they're going to be throwing the ball. Very very similarly constructed and playing teams right now. Guess who's back on our show sheet this week? Consistent and regular of the show. Oh, no. I don't. I wasn't here last week, so not me. I'm not on the show sheet. I have to apologize because I had a lot of exams to study for. I did not have time to do a Week 13 FlexCast. But this guy's been on Kyle and my radar forever, and that's Cole Beasley. Oh, the Beasles, yes. Yes, the Beasles. Of course. Oh. Beasle Baba, the, he's the crux of your team, man. As a, as a Cowboys fan, I miss him. I miss him so dearly. The rapping skills are unmatched. John Brown has an ankle injury, and he's now missed four games this season. Cole Beasley is averaging 17.8 PPR points over that span. He just scored 28 PPR points in week 13 at San Francisco and nine catches for 130 yards and a touchdown. Unreal. And the Steelers secondary could be banged up this week with Joe Hayden. He needs to go through the concussion protocol. And Steve Nelson has a knee injury. 
So, you know, Stephon Diggs could easily take advantage of Pittsburgh's defense if those guys are out, but Beasley is going to be a low-end wide receiver, too, in fantasy league, in all leagues, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Not just not just PPR and regular leagues, too. Yeah, I mean, he's he's getting the yards this year. Like, in the past, he's been like a, a 7 for 50 and maybe a touchdown kind of guy, but those are big boy numbers. They are. He's been great. He's on the yes. play for him midseason. He's been a consistent flex player for me. So that's why I have to continue to add him into the flex cast because I love to start him. And another guy that I traded for recently is Brandon Ayuk, and he is going against the Washington football team. They are really good against the pass. They're fourth versus wide receivers, uh, third versus running backs. That's insane that their defense is this good. Um, but he is the go-to wide receiver, it looks like, in this offense. He wears number 11. He's got that uni swag that we talked mm-hmm. about on the, the MRI report. But I also like Debo Samuel this week. But if he has a foot injury still, expect Brandon Ayuk to be the one who's showing out, be a little yeah. stronger. Um, Kyle, I mean, Kyle Shanahan is brilliant at figuring out how to get those guys the ball where they can run after the catch. Uh, Debo Samuel, <clears throat> his average depth of target – is negative. Like they basically throw him the ball like he's a running back. It's crazy. Ayuk gets downfield a little bit more. I can't imagine Ayuk's is any better. It's probably like three yards downfield because he still gets the team passes in the in the deep backfield where they set up blockers. It's like they use their wide receivers as fullbacks almost. It, um, yeah, they really do. And you know, he's had at least nine targets in three games in a row when he's played. Um and he looks to be the go to option in San Francisco's uh passing game. Uh do you know that he is like the wide receiver three in the games he's played since week eight? I love to hear that because that Keenan Allen share I was telling you about, it turned into Ayuk in a second. That's a good trade. It's a dang good trade. So let's move on to our sleepers at wide receiver. There's some good ones here. Kiki Cootie. What a cutie. Kiki. Do you love me? No. I don't have any Kiki Cootie, unfortunately, but I'm going to stick with Cootie as a low-end starter in all leagues after what he did in week 13 against the Colts. Yep. First game without Will Fuller, Cootie had eight catches for 141 yards on nine targets. He should be the go-to target for Deshaun Watson. Chad Hansen, also worth a look. He, I The, the long-lost Hansen brother? Yeah. You know, I actually was really good friends with a Hansen. Uh, really? Chris, Chris Hansen's son was in my fraternity. Wait. Chris Hansen from is from the the boy band. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Never mind. The, the the real one that matters. Yeah. Yeah. No. Come on. You didn't watch to catch predator. That show's hilarious. no. So I was only, I was only ever on the show. Take a seat. Oh yeah. Uh. Tobias and Arrested Development, where they did a To Catch a Predator joke, was hilarious. He was dressed up. Oh, I don't remember that one. What would you, what'd you say? He was dressed up as the thing in Fantastic Four, and he comes home to his house and he goes, Daddy's got to get his rocks off because he's wearing rocks. And like they're all listening in. So they, it was very. <laughs> That's good. Um, great show if you don't watch it, Arrested Development. That's a sleeper show for you. That's a sleeper show. That's a cult classic. And let's talk about your sleeper pick. You told me about him pre-show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you watch the FBB this week, he's in my, my DFS lineup. My man, never trust a man with two first names unless he's a sleeper pick and he's cheap on DraftKings. Tim Patrick. 
ladies and gentlemen. He's breaking out this year in his third year in Denver. Uh, he's got, uh, aside from the game against New Orleans, where whatchamacallit, uh, a receiver. Man, like going back, he's just been consistent all year long. Uh, you know, four, four for 44 last week. Five for one nineteen the week before, four for sixty one. The four for forty four was turned into two touchdowns last week. I mean, for forty two hundred dollars on DraftKings, or if you're just trying to slide somebody, you know, you're banged up on uh, on the receiving end. You got DJ Moore out, or or whomever. Tim Patrick is just an, an easy slide on in there, guy who's probably going to net you, you know, at the at the floor eight to ten points in PPR. Um, but with a, a beautiful ceiling that we like to see, especially in these wild card weeks of the playoffs where you. You know, you're going up against a tougher matchup probably, and you need that higher ceiling. Yeah. And, you know, I love Tim Patrick. I have him in three leagues. He has been Drew Locke's favorite target. He's been very good. He's six foot four. He's tall. He's Drew Locke throws to tall guys because he, he doesn't like to throw to separation for some reason. It's Drew Locke. He's not very good. He's going to get replaced. Um, but Tim Patrick's not going to get replaced. He looks good in that offense. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes. If he gets uh, moved this offseason, we'll see with Corlin Sutton coming back. But I can't imagine he gets moved out of that offense because he's too valuable to them. No. <clears throat> and uh, speaking of too valuable to them, T.Y. Hilton at Las Vegas, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, they're 20th versus wide receivers. And T.Y. Hilton just showed out. I know that because he beat me in a couple leagues, man. Who starts T.Y. Hilton? I guess three people did this week against me. After a disappointing season, Hilton is finally starting to produce, you know, with at least 18 PPR points in consecutive games against divisional opponents. You know, he has another favorable matchup this week against the Raiders. Uh, you know who else has another favorable matchup this week against the Raiders? This is his teammate, Michael Pittman Jr. Bingo. Every, everybody's got a favor. I just I built a DFS stack as we did this, and I got Philip Rivers, Jonathan Taylor, and T.Y. Hilton in there. I like that. Jonathan Taylor was going to be the one of the names I touched on, but I was never high on Jonathan Taylor. I was so low on Jonathan Taylor coming into the league that I did not have in my top 12 in Dynasty Assets in a Superflex League. I am stupid. I am dumb. Tell me I'm stupid for that. You're stupid for that. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, let's move on to my sits of the week at the wide receiver position. Devontae Parker, that's kind of obvious. There's the, they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, who's second in the league against wide receivers. Um, and he has not been very good since Tua has taken over, man. I'm hoping that Parker can have a strong finish with Tua under center. But, you know, I would only start Parker in three wide receiver leagues if you need him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's a sit for me too. I don't have him anywhere. I just didn't believe that he was going to follow up his really good year last year to this year. Yeah. And uh, another guy that I have on this list who has been a darling – He's one of my guys. Chase Claypool. He has almost the same last name as me, man. He just has one syllable in there that's not my last name. So I love Chase Claypool. Yeah, Claypool's more of a bust alert than a must start, I think. Um, But, you know, I don't like the decline in playing time in Week 13 against Washington. You know, after Ben Roethlisberger said James Washington needs to get on the field more, the result Chase Claypool played just 44% of the snaps. Which wow. is the he's played since week 14. Interesting. Yeah, and Washington played 54% of the snaps, which was his best since week six. That's really interesting. Yeah, I did my research for this show, by the way, guys. This is uh, the playoffs, so I want to get you guys the best analysis possible. Damn. Um, 
You know, he's had 649 yards on 47 receptions, 10 touchdowns, and 14.4 fantasy points per game. I would only be starting him in a flex position if it's a three-wide receiver league. I would be uh, trepidatious, a Memphis word for you. Whoa. Yeah, it's a big word there for a college student. Um, (laughs) Accounting. Exactly. And uh, let's go to another guy who I'm not accounting on this week, Christian Kirk. Christian (laughs) Kirk. Similarly to where I had Kyler Murray as a uh, maybe a sit this week in a one-quarterback league, Christian Kirk is tied to Kyler Murray, and the New York Giants defense has been phenomenal since, uh, like, week 10. So uh, expect uh, the Giants to hold the this game to a, a low game. I'd, I'd bet the under, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the line is at, but um, I don't expect anyone really to have over 100 yards, maybe Hopkins, you know but it's going to be close. I'd expect them to lean on the running game, even though it's not going to work. They're going to probably run Kenyon Drake most of the game. Um, he stinks. Probably, I'm going to guess, if is Daniel Jones back this week? Uh, that's a good question. You what? keep talking, I'll find that out. I think he's supposed to play this week. The uh, The line is not up on my bookie, probably because the Daniel Jones... Uh, it looks like he's uh, took a step in the right direction to play this week. Yeah. So yeah. he could he could have a really nice game, um, and uh, I I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a, a close to the under game. So good luck on the betting for that game. And uh, let's go into my last wide receiver, and he's a bust alert. And that man is Jarvis Landry, the guy who's been so good the past few games against the Jaguars and the Titans. But that's the Jaguars and the Titans. They're not very good. No. He's had 16 catches for 205 and two, t- 205 yards and two touchdowns on 21 targets in those games. I still like him as a low-end starter in most leagues, but I don't expect him to have a huge performance against the Ravens. He had 11 PPR points against Baltimore in week one, and he only had one touchdown in his past five matchups against the Ravens. So damper your expectations for Jarvis Landry. Uh, I like him, but it's going to be a little rough for him going forward. Do you have anyone you want to call as a bust this week at the wide receiver position? No, you hit them all. Sweet. You're too I good. Galladay to come back. I need Kenny Galladay to come back for week 14. I need uh, DJ Moore to pass the COVID test, but he definitely has COVID, so he's not playing. Um, yeah, he's, so- he's out, out. Like, he cannot play. I'm oh, here's, a, here's another. Uh, Denzel Mims is out. He had a family emergency, so he's already been ruled out of the, ga- the uh, Jets-Seahawks game. Yeah, so unfortunate. He's been starting to show out. Man, prayers to his family. We really like Denzel Mims here at the Dynasty War Zone, um, and I have no qualms against Denzel Mims for doing this. Like, dude, family comes first. Take care of it. Don't worry about fantasy owners. We don't care as much as like we would care health. more about you and your health than yeah fantasy points because this is a game in the end. This is all just for fun in the end, right? Unless you're like funny like you for I mean. That's yeah, still fun though. It is. Uh, I mean, obviously, I would like to. Uh, it's probably not going to be a net positive year. It'll be a net positive year of betting, but not a net positive year for fantasy. So, so I'm going to move on to my tight end position, if that's okay with you. If you yes, know. I'm ready for tight end. Sleeper picks for tight end this week: Dalton Schultz at Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, thirtieth against tight ends. 
Dalton Schultz, four catches for 44 yards on four targets against the Ravens in week 13. But the Ravens are good against tight ends, so I expect them to do even better against the Bengals. Cincinnati is number two in fantasy points, a lot of tight ends, and Evan Ingram and Mike Kosicki went off against the defenses this past two weeks. Dalton Schultz is going to be the third. I'm telling you right now. And uh, Big Bob Tanyan. Big Bob Tanyan is another sleeper pick this week. Detroit Lions. They're playing at Detroit. Detroit Lions are seven versus the tight ends. I would not have expected that. That's pretty good this year. But he scored against Detroit in week two with two catches for 25 yards on three targets. Hopefully he can find the end zone again in this rematch. Um, we'll see what happens with him. I like Big Bob Tanyan this week. Uh, Detroit Lions aren't very good, but they're playing with a little uh, more spirit because they fired Matt Patricia. They said that uh, it's finally fun to play po- football games. Uh, so that's funny. That uh, <laughs> that much of a dictator. Yeah, seriously. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to go too much into that because we already fired him. He's gone. But uh, yeah, uh, I was going to say Hunter Henry, but he's a must start. Hunter Henry is definitely a must start this week. Um, Absolutely. If you have starting him already, so I'm not going to touch on him. Um, Jordan Reed could be a nice sleeper pick this week. Washington football team is 19th versus tight ends. That's the one position that they've given up points to. Um, And Eric Ebron had at least 13 PPR points, I think, this last week. I like reading this matchup. Um, And, like, I hope he doesn't need a garbage time touchdown to save his production because he should be good. Um, You know, in week 13, he got a garbage time touchdown because that saved the stat line because I started him. I know that. Um, And hopefully he can score for the second week in a row. Love it. My set of the week, uh, there's only one. It's Jared Cook at Philly. Philly's 25th against tight ends. So, I mean, it's not great, but I wouldn't expect Cook to see a score like he did in week 13. And uh, I don't expect him to start playing well until Drew Brees comes back because Taysom Hill is their quarterback. But the thing with quarterbacks who don't throw the ball well is they look at their tight ends because they have better matchups against linebackers and safeties. So he could have a good game, but I'm going to have him as my bust alert for this flex cast. Um, So I don't know. I like him but I don't like him this week. I'm on board with that. You know who I like this week? I mean, I always like Hawk, but I like Gesicki this week. Gesicki has been seeing targets in the red zone. He's got a touchdown each of the last two weeks. He's got at least five targets since week 10. And last week being his biggest with uh, Tua back under center, I think they're starting to develop some rapport. He's at home against Kansas City, so we're probably looking at, you know, at – at best, Miami hangs in this one with their defense with Kansas City on the road and not doing a great job of uh, – I don't think Kansas City's covering the spread very well this year. So this game right now I think it's a seven-point spread. So that's you know that's a, a, a possession game. And so Miami should probably either be in a negative game script or uh, be hanging close. So I think we'll see a bit of Mike Kosicki against this Kansas City defense that is 25th. 25th, that is bad. They're in the bottom third of the league defending the tight end for fantasy purposes. So Mike Gesicki, guys, I I hope we uh, see that athletic freak ball out. That dude was the best jumper at the combine, I think, of all positions, and he played tight end. That's insane to me. Um, Yeah. Athletic wonder. He's a specimen. He's a unicorn at the tight end position. It's just when does he come into his own? He's a guy that I own in so many leagues. I own uh, Kittle and Gasicki in a league together. I'm just 
hoping that Gasicki uh, can continue to show out, and next year I can start both Kittle and Gasicki because it's tight end premium. Um, love him. Game, that's love Game him. Shark right there. It is. It's just uh, when does he start to produce? And young tight ends really don't start to produce uh, until about three to four years in the league. And yep. the second or third year in the league. So this is his second year. I think next year will be his third. Yeah, expect him to have great things next oh, year. Oh, this is this is his third. Next year will be his fourth. Okay, so fourth year he's going for his contract too, though. So, but he should. I mean, right now. So last year, you know, quick quick stat uh, digression. He um, last year he went for 89, 89 targets, fifty one receptions, five hundred seventy yards, and five touchdowns. Serviceable sophomore year, probably at times. This year, through 12 games, he's got 62 targets, 39 receptions, 537 yards. He's almost eclipsed his total from last year and four touchdowns. So, you know, barring a healthy four more weeks and continuing to build rapport with two, we could see potentially, you know, set that seven to 750 range with yards. Maybe he finishes with six touchdowns. And probably his receptions are down, but his his yards per reception is up. His efficiency is up. Maybe maybe we touch fifty five receptions. So you know fifty five for fifty five for seven fifty and six is a solid sophomore year. Yeah, and uh, or, uh, really like junior year. Sorry, Siki. I love Mike Siki. Athletic freak. Me too. And there's another athletic freak coming out of Penn State this year. Pat Fryer move. Uh, that's a little Debbie. Uh, tip for you guys, he's a good second to third round pick this year. He's uh, for rookie drafts. Um, but, yeah, that's it for our flex cast for week 14. Playoffs? Hope you win your playoffs matchups. Um, so what do you want for Christmas, Dr. Kyle, and why is it a HyperX thing? Yeah, tell me more about HyperX, Maddie. I would love some HyperX. You know, they have – this This is a Bluetooth headset, and do you see any delay with my voice coming out of my uh, sound? No, no. That's because it's HyperX, man. HyperX makes the best products for podcasting. I don't have to have a wire in my ear. Um, and that's because it's HyperX. HyperX also has some wireless earbuds on sale right now for $49.99. Great stocking stuffer if you have someone who loves technology. They're mm-hmm. uh, some of the best sound quality. They're, for, they're made for gamers, built by gamers. They have computer mice. They have this beautiful microphone that I have right here. I bought this thing before we were even affiliated because I love HyperX. That's how much I love them. Look at that. It's a hot mic. That looks cool. Just saying. Get, get your, if you have someone in your family who likes to podcast, who likes to game, who likes to record, go get yourself some HyperX stuff on us. Our link is down below here in our ticker um, on YouTube if you're watching. And uh, with that, we're going to leave you guys and hope you guys win your playoff matchups. Dr. Kyle, do you have anything to add before we head out? No, win it, win it, and thank us for helping. And uh, thank you, Will Harris, for the comment, man. Love you, man. Hey, what's going on, Patreons? Man, that big bet has been working out well for me. Being able to hit up Dr. Kyle and his DMs. We're on a synchronized schedule. It's crazy. Every time I'm about to message him, he's about to message me. But uh, being able to bounce those ideas off of him and then being able to reach out to Memphis... Typically, I just do it directly to the stem personally instead of a DM. But, man, I've grown in, what, five weeks of doing the sports betting. And the big bets helped. I'm able to formulate my own opinions. I do like some of the ones that they have. But listening to them and reading some of the lines and doing my own little research, I'm starting to kind of understand the ins and outs, sports betting. Um, and it's going real well. Last week, I went 5-2. and two. 
on my bets. Um, I hit a couple big parlays. One of the ones was Miami that I talked about with Dr. Kyle as soon as the opening lines came in. So uh, big bets where it's at. Patreon, you guys are great. Appreciate everything.